Hello, fabulous ones. I hope you are excellent, fantastic, and amazing on what has been an interesting Wednesday. Uh, well, interesting Wednesday. So I thought that I would talk to you about some of the troubles that I've been having this morning. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. And, and it's a really good reminder about not having all your eggs in one basket. Hello, Myrna. And it made me think about this whole thing about where does this saying even come from? Hey, Rebecca, having all your eggs in one basket. Like, what the heck? Now, I'm assuming that this is because when you go and collect the eggs, for those of you who have chickens, you go collect the eggs, you put the eggs in the basket, and then you're clumsy like me, and maybe you trip over your gumboots or your wellingtons, and all of your eggs go flying everywhere and they all break. Maybe that's why they say don't have all your eggs in one basket. I've never actually thought about why that is. And now it's prompted me to think about it because freaking Infusionsoft, oh my God. So uh, one of the things that you guys will know about me that I'm very, very passionate about is making sure that you are giving immense amounts of value right? You're out there, you, you give your free information or you give your information away for free, you educate, you inspire, you do all of these things. Now, one of the things that we want to do when you're, uh, when you're out there and you're giving this value and you're giving stuff away for free is you should all be building your email database, right? You should all be, be all of you should be building, it's a mouthful, be building your email databases. Now, two reasons for that. Number one, if all you're doing is building up a Facebook group, if Facebook decides to put you in Facebook jail, you can't communicate with your people and you're screwed. If you are building your page up and that's the only way that people can communicate with you, Facebook actually owns your page. You don't own your page, just FYI. You don't own the people who like it. You don't own your fans. You don't own your followers. Uh, it's really interesting how um, that the business model that they have, that they um, get you to buy, basically through their like, if you're if they're advertising, if you're advertising for likes, you're buying something that's not even kind of yours, right? It's really it's really interesting. So you you've got this right, but then if Facebook decides that you are a bad, evil, horrible person and you are not, or that you are going against their community guidelines or whatever it is that they decide, and they decide to shut you down. Again, you're screwed. You have no way of connecting with your audience. Hey, Carmen. So one of the things that I will say to you is to make sure you're giving away stuff for free in exchange for a name and an email address. So what that might mean, some of you would be on my email list. I can't email you today, but I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, you you have maybe got my content planner or you've got you've stolen my content. There's a free thing on my website that's a still my 12-month content plan. It might be the lead generation tool. It could be blogging toolkit. It could be any number. It could be a webinar that you opted in for a while ago. It could be any number of things. Now, the reason that building up your email list is important is because it gives you an alternate way of getting in touch with people. Now, some people prefer to uh, follow people on Facebook. Other people prefer to catch up via my emails, for instance. They, they don't always want to be uh, watching these live or they don't want to rely on Facebook saying, hey, Nicola's been live, you should totally go watch her. They, they look, they go click on the link in the email, the, the, like of the coffee run, for instance, and then I'll come and watch the replay from there. So it gives me another way of being able to contact and connect with you guys 
And you, you opt in for it, right? You choose to do it. I don't just randomly troll the internet for names, email addresses, and or phone numbers and going, hey, I wanna email this person. Hey, I wanna email this person. It is all permission-based, right? I cannot, it's also against the law, but I cannot email anyone unsolicited uh, without you, like I can't email anybody unsolicited. That's just the rule and neither can you actually. And there are some rules governing what you can do with your emailing. So if you're emailing people, you know, about like get rich quick shit or uh, like cryptocurrency stuff tends to get a really bad rap. Um, if you're talking, if you mention financial stuff in your emails, quite often they might go to spam because it can look like, uh, like they're trying to protect the consumer i.e. you and me from potential fraud cases or um, for potentially uh, information stealers and, and this, that, and the other. So I understand that side of things. But where it becomes really shit is when you wake up to an email, like I have this morning, that says your email, we have, um, what did they say? Um, you have, we have, uh, we have disabled, except it wasn't like that. It was worded really strongly. It was something like, you cannot email your list because you have grossly <laughs> misused the email service. There's a high volume of spam reports. I'm like, what the fuck? The only people, you know, I, I don't email get rich quick. I'm anti get rich quick. I don't, very rarely do I talk about financial stuff in my emails. I don't mention any of the naughty things. There's always the unsubscribe buttons down the bottom. It's really, really fascinating that to me that this has happened. I'm like, hold up a second. My whole business relies on my ability to communicate with you guys. So they've just gone and ripped my ability for I don't know how long for me to be, for me to be able to email you. Now, there are some businesses, for example, Coles, Target, Walmart, people, big companies like this that can and will email often twice a day. Like I'm, I have a flybys card that I collect points on uh, when I go shopping and I reckon I get emails from Coles on average probably twice, usually maybe twice a day, right? I know that I mark it as spam, I just delete it if I don't wanna see it. So I think what's really curious is the, I mean, number one, you've gotta be across the, you've gotta be understanding of the rules right? And, and I think from a, a service provider, the way I, I've been with Infusionsoft for eight freaking years, right? I, 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 know, I know how to email people. It's just horseshit. Uh, so I got on the phone with them this morning and I was like, you guys, what the heck? You know, this makes no sense. And, and how, like, why not send me an email that says, hey, you've got to go and do a data cleanup. So this is something that you guys need to be doing regularly in your email list, right? So what these email service providers rely on is you uh, towing the line and you following the guidelines, right? Because it impacts the deliverability. So what that means is that if you've got a list of say 500 people on your email list, let's say 100 of them have unsubscribed, that's okay, they just sit there in the unsubscribed section. And when you send out bulk emails, they don't get those emails unless you've scheduled them before they unsubscribed and then they would still get those ones. So they, they, they don't get emails from you. People who have put in their incorrect email address, that looks like, that goes against you, 
right? That actually goes against your email deliverability. So if, if somebody has put it, like if I put my email address in as um, Nyokla, sometimes I type really fast and I, like, I go Nyokla instead of Nicola. If I put my email address in incorrectly and it goes into that person's database, then that person's database marks that as a hard bounce and that can impact my deliverability. So what it looks like is it looks like I'm, I've either got a, a lot of spam that's going, like in, in terms of what can happen, it can look like you're sending a lot of spam emails if it's landing in their spam folder and that goes against you. If it's an email address that doesn't exist, that can go against you. So you don't, like, you've got to be really careful, I suppose, about, about keeping your list nice and clean. So every six months or so, I cyclically go through, clean out the dead wood, so to speak, and, and off you go. So I deleted, this made me want to vomit, actually. At the start of last year, I had about, oh, maybe about 20,000 people on my email list. And I went through and I was really, um, I was really kind of cutthroat with it. I was like, right, if they haven't engaged with me, if they have hard bounced, if they've soft bounced, if they haven't opened an email for like three months, I'm just going to, I'm just going to delete them. So I deleted, I don't know, like 10,000 people. I think I ended up with about 9,000 people on my list. Made me want to vomit because I had almost like this, um, it's kind of like almost like a false sense of security, I guess, that doesn't matter what happens, at least I've got my email list. And then all of a sudden it's been cut down by half and I was freaking the hell out. But what I've seen has been that my, my open rates on my emails are sitting at around 7%. The industry standard's around four or five. So for me to be able to have about a 7% open rate is actually really freaking amazing because it means that the people now, instead of emailing to a big group of people and only being relevant to this many, now I email a group of people like this big and like this many are relevant. So from a, an email deliverability perspective, it looks a lot better on paper, right? And even though, you know, like we, we shouldn't be attaching a sense of security or a sense of success or a sense of anything on anything external, it should be about how we feel. But it was a big deal for me. Uh, to, to have all of those people gone. But what shits me is like, it's a bit like having your phone cut off. I, I haven't had this happen, but I imagine it would be like having your phone cut off because you haven't paid the bill, that the, the telephone company never actually reaches out and says, hey, your bill's overdue, can you pay it now? Right? If your business relies on you, on you having a phone and they just turn it off without any sense of warning, it's like, dude, what the heck? Like, how the hell am I supposed to make any fucking money? So what Infusionsoft have done, now known as Keep, is they turn around and said, you can't email anyone. I can still access my account. But they even said that if you don't go in and pay this money to this company, then we can close down your whole account. What the heck? Like, I know how to do the data cleanup. Uh, it's, just, it's, it, it's fascinating to me that an organization without any sense of warning can even do that. Now, I've been a massive advocate for Infusionsoft for years. Like I said, I've been using it for eight years. Before that, I was with Office Autopilot. I advocate these days for people to use, like people who don't have big email lists or if you're, if you're starting out or if you're wanting something that's easy. I'm not an affiliate, right? 
just to be really clear, not an affiliate, but I tend to recommend ActiveCampaign because it's really simple and easy to use. There's a lot of drag and drop stuff. It's kind of quite intuitive. It's a little bit how um, like Infusionsoft is, I guess, and, and uh, very different from the way that a lot of other email systems used to work back in the day. So it's very visual. You can build your campaigns and things like that. But what's really crap is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm a very loyal person. I'm sure you're very loyal. And when I've got a system that's working, even though I may not advocate for it now to other clients, is something like I've stuck by them. I could go and use a different system and be a lot cheaper, right? But it's like, you know, this really works for me. I know it. I'm happy to stick around. I'm happy to keep paying and keep using it. But where the kicker comes in is when you get treated like an asshole and, you know, they just kind of like pull the rug out from underneath you. It's like, wow, you know, maybe that loyalty just goes out the window. And what it made me think of more, I guess, and like this is a thing that you, um, that you want to be aware of when you are doing business with people or when people are doing business with you, they are like, most of them are, are, are going to be in that position where they where they want to get to know you. They want to use you. They want to learn from you. They want to do things with you. And you know what? Like if you just come out the blue and you just, you know, pull the rug out from underneath them, it's going to make them question, well, you know, is this somebody that I really want to be working with? So you've got to make sure that you're, that you're rewarding, I suppose, like rewarding the people who you uh, who you've been working with, who are being loyal to you and, and the systems and, and the companies and things like that. You know, I, I don't know, you guys, I just think it's really shit. Um, and I think it's really, it's a really interesting, um, uh, really poor customer service experience. I think it's total horseshit. And I just don't think that it's right. I don't think that it's right. Um, I can understand, like I said, if you've got like a word of warning, hey, you know, you've got to go and do this. I'll give you a week to do it, which has happened in the past. You know, I've gone, I've gone oh yeah, that's right. I've got to go do my data cleanup. Super happy to do that. But to just like have, have my ability to connect with you guys in your inbox taken away, that's really shit. And I'm not very happy about it. So all eggs in one basket. If that happens to you, here are some things that you can do to safeguard yourself. You want to cyclically, and this might be at an every eight weeks, every 90 days type thing, depending on how many leads you're generating, download or rather export your contact list regularly, right? Export your contact list regularly out of your email service provider, whether it's MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit, whatever the hell you use, I don't care download the contact list um, as, as a cyclical, just kind of like standard operating procedure, have it in your, in your schedule, just do it regularly, okay? Do that. Still make sure that you are generating leads, right? Because it does give you that alternate way of connecting with people outside of social media. And let's face it, social media is just getting noisier and noisier and noisier. So we want to have a way of being able to connect and talk to our people outside of those platforms where they've got discretion or a bit more discretion and another reminder of, of your amazingness and your brilliance, right? That you're sharing with them. At the same time, make sure that if you are... Um, that if you're, if you're paying for things that you're paying to generate leads and that you own those contacts because you do own those contacts, you don't own your fans, you don't own your followers, right? On, on your Facebook page, you do not own them. So you've got to have a way of being able to stay in touch. 
Make sure that you also have another platform outside of Facebook that you can use, that you're adding value on, that you're creating content. Because if Facebook decides that you're in Facebook jail and you can't do anything on your Facebook page, you don't want to go, oh my God, like I'm done. You can't be, you don't want to rely on only one place to A, generate leads, B, connect with people outside of their email inbox, right? So you, you want to have both of these things going on. So create a safety net for yourself. So the, the summary of all of this is make sure you're exporting your email list regularly and consistently uh, every 60 to 90 days so that you always have that ability. If something happens and you can't email from one service, you can go and upload those contacts into a brand new email system and go and email them from there. Okay, that's, you know, that's the worst case scenario. Yes, you'll have to build out your funnels again. Yes, you'll have to build out your campaigns again, but it gives you that opportunity. Uh, the second thing is make sure that you're on more than one platform. So don't only rely on Facebook. Make sure you also have Instagram or LinkedIn or um, obviously you've got to have a website, but also have another way of, of being able to stay in touch with people on social media. Something that you might like to do, um, and this is a, uh, I'm just going to say it, I don't know, anyway, you might like to add perhaps your husband, wife, partner, mum, dad, daughter, someone you trust implicitly as an administrator on your Facebook page. So what that means is that if, if you get thrown in Facebook jail and your account is shut down for whatever reason, that you can have that other person make sure that they've still got access to the asset, right? So that they can get in uh, or you can get in with them um, and, and actually be able to jump in and, and access your, your Facebook page, right? So make sure that you've got that safety net set up. Um, yeah, and be compliant with your emailing. Because I mean, I, it'll be interesting to hear what they, what it is that they think I've done wrong. I'm so naughty. Um, emailing you the catch-ups of the coffee run and giving you free stuff in your inbox and not, not being willing to tell you how to get rich quick. It'll be very, very interesting to hear what they have to say about why I've been blacklisted and banned from emailing you. So I will fill you in, not via email today, I don't think. I will fill you in on what happens with that. So I hope that that is helpful. I am a little bit ranty today because I think it is total horseshit um, and I'm really not very happy. And it does make me consider, you know, the shitty thing is, is that it does make me actually consider changing companies, changing service providers. And I think that's really disappointing. Um, you know, I just, it's, I mean, it's not easy. It can be done, but I, you know, I just think it's a, it just leaves a bit of a sour taste in your mouth. So yeah, that's that. Make sure you don't do that with your people. All right, my friends, get out there, go be awesome, have fun doing it, add all of the value out into the world that you possibly can. And remember, the world is ready for your brand of awesomeness. If I don't talk to you later on today, I will absolutely see you tomorrow. Farewell. Have a great and amazing day. Talk to you soon.